0: So here we are gathering together on another Sunday, and I'm thrilled to bits to be here. I love, I love gathering together on a Sunday. But I want to be part of a church community that is excited to come in through the door as we are to leave the door as well, because we're just eager with what God is up to in this city. Now, we could just go around the whole room and say, What has Jesus been up to outside of the building? And we've seen story after story after story. Now, yes, a lot of the stories are small, but they are still a story. And they are seeds of what God is beginning to do. Even in this past week, we've had businesses look at other people and say, I have seen you as a trustworthy person. I want to talk to you about you coming to work for me because I see what you carry. Now, that's crazy. I've seen different things happen this week in regards to just extreme kindness through small acts. I've seen people who are hungry for God and say, God, I just want you to open my home and I want to delve in deeper to what you've got for me. I've seen this last week where, um, well, one of my highlights is this. Uh, Miriam and and I were at a meeting about give a day to the city and Carlisle ambassadors, and it's just all about God's favor. It's just Somebody prophesied last year that we would enjoy ridiculous favor, radical favor, and this is part of it. And we're in a meeting, and I'm just introducing, obviously, my friend Miriam, she's amazing, she's wonderful. She has this incredible gift of getting things done without annoying everyone. <laughs> and one of the business guys at the office interrupted and said, I want to talk to you afterwards. <laughs> and that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. So here's what I love. It's just part of what it is to be the church. It's what I absolutely love. So what we're going to talk today under the theme of freedom reigns, and we're going to unpack a little bit what we see in the Gospels and in the Acts. And then Rhoda's going to share a little bit at the end about why we do what we do. And then we're going to meet some of our small group leaders. Because this is kind of like a bit of a relaunch of small groups. Small groups are just an essential part of the lifeblood of Uh, following Jesus today, not even just Carlisle Vineyard. Okay, are we... Oh, thanks. Bill, we do appreciate you. I don't understand all that you do, but it all works, and we just... Oh, I should have said that afterwards. (laughs) So we do appreciate you, and we love this thing of freedom reigns. So whether you've been following Jesus for decades or whether you're just a spectator, one of the heartbeats of what it means to be a follower of Jesus is this. Come, follow me. Where Jesus just says, Come, follow me. And Jesus didn't go to the private schools and ask to speak to the six of the best. Jesus came to anyone and everyone. He came to ragamuffins. He came to thieves. He came to fishermen. He came to tax collectors. He came to professionals and he came to the unemployed. And he came to me. And today, he's coming to you. He said, come. Follow me. Come lose your life and find your life in one moment. Come leave your life of sin. Leave your life of shame and guilt and come find me. Find identity and purpose and life to abundance. Come follow me. And what I love about this is because I'm just a misfit. But in God's kingdom, I fit. And Um, I don't don't know how to say this, but God just looks at us and he sees us who we really are. There's no pretending with him. We don't have to pretend for one moment. And he sees the misfit in our heart, and he says, I love you. I love you. So would you come follow me? And all we're doing here is we're just gathering anybody else who wants to follow Jesus. Not so we can just gather on a Sunday. We love to gather on a Sunday but so we can uh, lead the city into life. But not just the city, the region. and Not just the region, region, the whole of North England, southwest Scotland and the borders area. But when I read the Bible, I cannot understand, I cannot get away from understanding that God always wants to do more. He has an expansive view of what he wants to do. So um, I've got a friend, and whenever he speaks about stuff like this, he'll stand there and he'll eat an apple. And he'll say, what is in my hand? And some people say, an apple. And he'll say, yes, an apple. And other people will say, no, you have a potential apple in your hand because there's an apple seed in there as well. He says, yes, you're right. And somebody else will say, an apple tree. Because there's a seed in the apple. But he won't stop until someone will mention this one word, which says, what have I in my hand? And it won't stop until somebody says these words, an orchard. I see an orchard. And when I look across this room, I see lots and lots and lots of orchards. The potential in this room can change a region. The potential in this room can shift things in this city so that this city is never the same again. The potential in this city can change things for single mums in this city who feel isolated and alone for them never to feel that way again. The potential in this room can mean that other people experience freedom for the first time in their life. The potential in this room means for some people, that in two weeks' time, they stop living under the sha, um, shadow and cloud of guilt and shame. And they experience freedom. And we could just listen to Patty every week talk about the different people that she encounters through hairdressing. And people say, and, and this is a word, this is why we'll never use the word just. It's one of my, I, um, I don't use, like I heard Noah say today, we don't use the word hate in our house, because it means one dead. is too aggressive, you know. But I, I, I really don't like the word just, especially when somebody puts it before what they do. So I'm just a hairdresser, or I'm just a teacher, or I'm just a mechanic, or I just stock shelves. See, Jesus doesn't see the word just. He doesn't see that. He just sees potential orchard. So he sees a disciple of Jesus Christ bringing life to all those around, cleverly disguised as a hairdresser. He sees life giving reservoirs, cleverly disguised, as working in the NHS system. And I can't think of another place that we need more people who carry God's presence than in the NHS. So in this moment now, we declare over the NHS, we love the NHS and we pray for the NHS and we bless the NHS and we want to work with the NHS in all that they're about. It's funny how we often end up talking about the NHS and it's never in our notes, but I do believe it's in God's notes and it's in his God's heart. But here's what I want to mention today. And, um, so, sorry, uh, um, oh, time goes so quick. Here's, um... Here's what I think it means to make a disciple. You know when Jesus said, come? So I think this is what it means to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus. So Jesus says, come. And part of it says, come, we realize that we're not the only misfit there. We're not the only broken person there getting healed up. But there's other people as well. So there's a few of us. There's a couple of us. Oh, now there's a crowd of us. And Jesus says, come, come, come. And we gather around him. And then we get from him we get our identity, we get our purpose, we get our wholeness from him. And then we don't just sit there. He says, go. And we're like, oh, I, I was nearly going to get comfortable, Jesus. And he said, no, 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 before you get too comfortable, there's some people around you who are really uncomfortable. So go. Go carry. And he, Jesus scatters people around. And he says, go give it away. So then people come to Jesus, all broken. He fixes them up. And then he sends them out and we go give out what we've just ever got from Jesus and we give it. And now we we've empty, we're like, oh, oh, I hear again Jesus say, come, come to me. So we come back to Jesus. We gather around and we get, and we're like, oh, this is good. And then he says, okay, go. We're like, what? So this for me is what my life is all about. Come, gather, get, go, scatter, give, repeat. Come, gather, get, go, scatter, give, repeat. This is it. This is how we change a region. And I'm sorry that there's not like a mathematical equation on there, that it's nothing more complicated than this, but this is how it is. This is what's going to change the world. This is his plan. And so when we read through the Gospels, this is what we see Jesus doing. And then we get to this incredible passage in Acts. And we're just going to look for one moment at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this is Jesus' promise over us today. It says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, if you're not sure where those places are or the significance of those places, it's as simple as this. Let me read this again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses Where you are and where you aren't, and to the ends of the earth. So, what I love about the church, what I love about the kingdom of God, is that we shine best in the darkest of places, we shine brightest in the darkest of places. I've got a, uh, I never want the church to be, feel like a lighting aisle in B&Q. You know, all we do is just hang around all the other lights. You know, when you go down, it's just like a, a thing. That's all we do. Like, I'm like, why? We don't need more lights in there. We need lights down the dark aisles. And this is the invitation that God is. <laughs> does that not really work that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? You've been down the aisle, haven't you? And you're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff, light. And I don't want to be there. Because you don't, you don't notice if one's not there. But you know, you've been in a dark room, your dark situation, and your smallest of light changes a whole room. Like the smallest of light, the darkness has to, it just has to get out. Darkness just says, oh, there comes light, I will obey, and I leave the room right there. And here's what we'll say, we'll always see more, when we're in those places, when we're in the dark places, we'll always see more. When we're in the dry places, we'll always see more. Because in those moments, a glass of water can change a whole thing. And you know, when you look at the, even the map of like where the Nile is, you, you can look down on the Nile and you can see, not only do you see the river of Nile, but you see the life that the Nile brings. And because it's a life-giving river in the, front, in the middle of the desert, it brings so much life to all around it. And that is a call that God has on us as well. That he is going to bring life to us first and then spill that life out to all around. So you may be thinking, what has this got to do with why do we do small groups? Or why do we do Sundays? Well, um, we are getting there, I hope. So if you have your Bibles open, we're going to turn over to Acts chapter 2. And this is um, a wonderful passage of Scripture here. Now, the bit that we often focus on is Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, and it's a wonderful passage, but I don't want that to be taken out of context of what else is going on. Now, if you've never even heard of the book of Acts, this is just simply the story of the early church. And when I say Acts chapter 2, it's just a way of helping us understand where we are in the story. So Acts chapter 2 verse 41 says this, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So the backstory of that is the Holy Spirit falls on a load of people and people are like, what is going on here? It looks like these people are drunk. They're different now, but not drunk from alcohol, drunk in a Good way. But they're different now. Like something's come upon them and they're different. And then Peter, who a couple of chapters earlier wouldn't even acknowledge his love for Jesus uh, to a mouse or a little girl, stands up, finds his voice, and says, People, let me explain what's happening. This is God at work. He is up to something. And that something involves you is an invitation for all who are far off. The invitation is for you. This gift of the Holy Spirit is for you, for you, for you, for you. And 3,000 were added and say, yes, I want to come and follow Jesus. And 3,000 were added in that moment. And then after verse 41, we get to verse 42, which is not the most revelationary point I'm going to make in the whole thing. But after verse 41, you get verse 42 and it says this. They, the followers of Jesus, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily, those were being saved. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. So I love this. There's a rhythm to their lives. There's a rhythm to their lives. As a disciple of Jesus, there's a rhythm to their life, okay? Okay. They're in the, whether you want to say it's a groove, but there's a rhythm to it. There's a sense of we pray together, we eat together, we study together, we learn together, we want to have teaching together, and prayer. And these things become a rhythm together, and there's a a flow to this rhythm as well. But then there's also a spontaneous aspect to following Jesus as well. And it goes on to say this, so they were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon, Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those in the temple courts. Let me just pause there and say something totally not connected to anything, but it may be as well. We live in a city with a few different gates. Botchagate, Colgate, Lakeland (laughs) Gate. (laughs) no. Um, Ricker Gate, Shadden Gate. And these, it's 2,000 years ago that the city totally changed because all the walls came down. But why not this week, if you have a moment, go and hang out at one of the gates and see who's around there. Because we've just read here that at gates, city gates, things happen. God turns up. And if it's in the book, it's in the room. And if it's in the room, then it's just longing to get out of the room. So I wonder what's going to happen at some of the gates this week. It says this, when he, the beggar, saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then, then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his full attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by his right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple court, walking and jumping and praising God. I feel a song coming on. When all of the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what has happened to him. Whilst the man, and it goes on, and it, it goes on where, because Peter and John um, acknowledged this beggar and did something for him, and we saw a healing moment there, Because of that, this then gathers a big crowd around him, a crowd of ordinary city folk. But the passage then goes on, that they get before the highest uh, lawmakers and the people who set the city leaders in the next passage. So imagine if they said, Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Beggar. We have got prayers to go to. So I often wonder how many moments we miss. How many moments we miss where God is longing to break in and break through. And it would be a miss of me to say in this moment, if there's someone here who is paralyzed, whether it's physically, because it talks about in this passage where it talks, strength came to feet and ankles. If anybody's got problems with feet or ankles, or sometimes the bigger problem today is a paralyzed heart where you're longing to praise, you're longing to be free, and you just feel paralyzed. You feel like your heart is in a cage. Jesus wants to meet with you today. Jesus wants to meet with me and say, be healed. Be healed. But the beggar didn't know he was healed until he stood up. He didn't know he was healed until he stood up. And then when he stood up, he couldn't sit down. He was jumping around, like, jump up, jump up, and get, he wouldn't, I keep forgetting that I'm from a certain generation when it comes to music, (laughs) and other people aren't. Yeah, yeah, does anybody else remember House of Pain, jump around? (laughs) Oh, three of us, great, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Let me just check where we are. Okay. Yeah, it's not the <laughs> night. But I still feel it is, though. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop now. Um, has any of that made sense at all? Have you just been polite? <laughs> um, here's what I want to say before Ro comes up Jesus didn't come and start an events company. Jesus didn't come and start an event's company. He came to spark a movement where ragamuffins and misfits like me and you get to find out who we are and what we're living for. Jesus came to start a movement where grace and mercy collide, where darkness gets to be banished, where pain disappears where people come alive, and they come alive in such a way that they want to bring life to the whole of the city. Jesus came to spark something in each of us. He came to awaken the dreamers and those parts of our lives that we didn't think were any good to Him. So each and every one of us in this room were made in His image. And the picture God has for me is, for, for our church, is this. Um, I heard earlier this week that you know when we were at the baptism a few weeks ago, which was just a wonderful, wonderful day. We loved that part of that day. But on that place where we had the baptism, they used to just behind there, that piece of land, there was a reservoir at one point for the whole of the city. They pumped water all the way up from the city to fill the reservoir up so the whole city could find water and the whole city could get life. And this has been a real challenge for me to this last week, that that is a call that God has on each one of us. Call on, on Carlisle Vineyard, not to be the highest church, nothing about that at all. If anything, our place is the other way because we're the servants. But we have got to be good news for the whole of the city. We've got to bring life to every street, every heart, and every home. So when you think, what is this to do with small groups? What is this to do with Sunday gatherings? What is this to do with huddles? What is this to do with Alpha? See, when you read the Scriptures, when we see act and we see the Gospels, we just see this invitation where it's come, gather, get, go, give. And there's a rhythm of sometimes we come together and sometimes we're by ourselves. But the disciples, when they, when they were scattered, they didn't lose any of their identity. In fact, sometimes you've got to be alone to find out actually who you are and what you carry. Ro, do you want to say. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure, Ro. Um, do you want to say a bit why we do what we do?
1: Um, I think the only thing I have to, 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 to say about that is this week when Andy and I were chatting about this is, is this invitation of do you want to be a camel for Jesus? kind of weird right but you know with camels like the big big humps and they go into the well and they up the water and then they carry it in their big hump and then they're able to go for ages across even like the most dry places right but they still have the the water on their hump still carrying it and i think that some of us need to be camels for other people Um, in the city don't we of this ability to soak up the living water so we can actually spread that out and and you know why camels can carry quite big loads and the great thing is that jesus loves to carry our bags right but sometimes it's just that we can come alongside someone and be a camel for them in that season while we pass the bag straight back to jesus because we don't need to carry any loads because 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 he talks about in the bible saying just pass that on to me i'll take that for you i'll take the load you be the camel okay Um, so yeah so so yeah Um, (laughs) so we have we have a few different environments then just to help with this well place with this place that we can come together one of the biggest things about this guys is not a guilt driven thing so I've been in environments before where it's just like if you don't join this group if you don't come here regularly there's going to be some guilt piled on you that you should have been there and where were you and what's going on it's not about that at all it's about just drawing near to others who just want to find life and we've not got it all sorted, and that's okay. So we have small groups for the, for folks who are just like you know what I, I do. I'm on this journey towards Jesus. I just want to get to know him better, and I want to huddle with other people who are in that place as well. I want to do life together. So we have five small groups um, which are like that and um, we have life groups as well and life groups are like our mums and minis and um, we do like a messy play situation on a wednesday morning so um last wednesday we got spaghetti out into this room and it was hilarious health and safety it was a disaster um, like because like the spaghettis literally pasted across the whole floor many toddlers fell over we didn't go to any though that was good Good, good Wednesday. Um, So just a whole bunch of fun just for mums and minis to get together. And we're basing around messy place. So mums and minis playing together, getting messy together and having brunch together. And it's just fun. We have another life group, which is um, Amazing Bill and his Wild group, um, who meet once a month. Um, So they're going to be gathering a week on Saturday again to go for another Bill's Wild adventure somewhere in the Lake District great to invite a mate to and then we also have phil and laura ask you have a sunday afternoon walking kind of group i'm not sure what you're doing are you doing it this su- sunday afternoon with the weather yeah 3 30 there's a sign up form at the back 3 30 this afternoon finland wood out on the west side just for just to go for a little walk with phil and laura it's quite nice and Mamie's good fun too maybe just phil Great, um, and then we have huddles as well, so huddles this is kind of like a mini version, and you know what? I think that, like for some of us, a small group environment, it just doesn 't work because they 're in the evening and it just doesn 't work from the evening, but just finding two other two or three other people that we can huddle with and just just spur one another on champion each other like you're amazing let's keep going so we're huddling together so jan is the pioneer of the huddles she's starting the first huddle jan's at the back jan if you stand up just so people can see jan brilliant and we have also two courses one which jan leads on a wednesday night which is getting to know the bible she's going from genesis right through to revelation and identity awesome on identity and stuff like that so a great little hustle that's six o'clock here in the center now all this information's on the back desk there so um alex and nathan if you stand up these guys are leaders of a small group tuesday night (laughs) and they're doing school of the prophets this term (laughs) thank you um yeah so basically we're looking at prophecy and what that is and um Yeah, just learning, delving deeper into that together with everyone. And um, I think the main thing is that everyone can hear from God. So it's just learning how to hear better. So, yeah, it's good. Come along. Those guys definitely don't like to have fun. So if you don't like to have fun, don't go to their group. Okay. Steph. Hello. Hello. Um, So me and Sophie as well, some of you know she's not here today, Um, we have a small group on a Tuesday night at 7.30 and we are a group of ladies with a big heart for other ladies in the city and so actually this term we'll be looking at how we can help some of those ladies in the city, how we can bless them, how we can come alongside them. So journeying together in risk um, and also doing life together as a group. I think that's it. Brilliant,
0: Neville and Ruth. We are doing the deeper group, as we call it, which means going deeper into God through the word and worship. So we're not going to do the whole Bible, we're just going to do one book, but we're going to let God speak to us from that book. We're going to pray for each other, you know, to become everything that God has for us. And we're also, and Ruth will be leading that bit, going to find out how to go deeper into God through worship as well. So we haven't actually started yet, really. We just had an introductory look at the book last week. So you have not missed much <laughs> if you want to come along next week. Thanks.
1: So that's Wednesday nights, at 8 o'clock, and that's at Bearded Bill's house, um, right in the city centre in Chatsworth Square. He's very posh, Chatsworth Square. Sounds posh, doesn't it? 8 o'clock Wednesday night. And then Paddy's at the back, too. Do you want to do a little dizzy pads, or do you want me just to...? Yeah, I'll just okay. Um, so I'll do it in German because Paddy's from Germany, so I think she would appreciate that. Yeah, gut. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was it. Um, so no, it's Tuesday nights, eight o'clock. Pete and Paddy Harris live out at Rockcliffe, which is like north side it's a cool little village actually and i love pete and paddy's house too which is just a, a really lovely little retreat space uh, so pete and paddy and then lucy as well head up a group over there on a tuesday night at, at eight o'clock and it's just life together isn't it really it's it's great and lucy does some teaching on what, what are you doing just now sonship on finding yourself in like in this whole thing of that we have a father god and that totally blows some people's world say so that's a brilliant group to go to is there another small group i'm totally missing as well alpha alpha, Woo! alpha is on a wednesday night, eight o'clock and andy and i are there and it's at the home of phil and claire salmon um and yeah that's just been great like that like it was a, it was a good good week this week. It did they, those guys have some serious questions. Like really good questions. So that was that was really did hurt my head actually but um, I'm really excited for next week (laughs) Um, but no it's really great so Alpha is basically a course for people who are just finding out about what is this all about like what, who even is Jesus what is the church and it's just a really safe place obviously to ask questions because they asked a lot of questions that was awesome Uh, any more Tuesday football football, 9 o'clock yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Phil Gibson's organized it, so it's going to be brilliant. So a- any lads or girls, are or girls invited? Or s- oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, girls, we're going to be starting a football team, and we are going to so be the boys, and we're going to have a tournament, and there's going to be a trophy, and the girls are going to win it. I'm
0: all for speaking life out, but you'll meet for one week, and it'll be, you'll be too cold, and you go in and say, let's go on holiday or something. <laughs> What I'm trying to do is to stir you to such a point that you actually do meet. <laughs> We've got to meet. We're going to do this. Because we're up for that. We're up for that. Okay. No, football is just a great opportunity for men to gather in the city. And it's going to be great. So we're really doing that. But here's my thing. I, I'm, no, you, know what I, you know who I am and I'm all about. In fact, I sound like a woman there. <laughs> no, know, no, 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 um, no. Here's, here's just what I wonder now. I just wonder if anybody has heard afresh Jesus say, come follow me. Whether you've got a little bored, whether it's got a little stagnant, and whether you've just, whatever reason, it's just been a while since you've heard, come follow me. You know, a few weeks ago, Rhoda and I, we've got a, a friend, two friends, and um, they both sent us a text. It's a couple. And they were asking the question, we want to follow Jesus. We, we want to go on this like, big adventure. What do you think we should do? And I didn't know the text wrote her, and she didn't know the text me. And interesting, we both text back much the same answer. And we said something along the lines of, if you want the wildest adventure, just say yes to Jesus tomorrow morning. Just say yes to Jesus right now, what he's asking of you. And I'm just going to ask you to do something very, very simple. And if, And unless... Jesus has been stirring your heart. Please don't do this. But maybe there's somebody here today and you've never taken that first step towards following Jesus. And I just invite you to stand and we'd love, we're not going to embarrass you, but we'd love to pray over you. Or perhaps there's someone here today and for whatever reason, you can't remember the last time you said yes to Jesus when he said, come, follow me. And if you want to get back on the adventure, the wild adventure of following him, and seeing what's going to happen, then I'm just going to invite you to stand, and then Ro will pray over you. So we'll just take a moment. If you want to stand, just stand where you are. Because Jesus doesn't meet us where we should be. He meets us exactly where we are. So in this moment now, just invite you to stand. No pressure whatsoever.
1: I'm just going to pray. Father, I just thank you so much for your presence with us. And Father, I just pray that you just come and speak into the heart of our hearts, Jesus. Jesus, I also break off any spirit of religion in this place. I just break it off now in Jesus' name. And we just pray that freedom reigns here right now. Freedom reigns. So, Father, I just pray for those of us. And, Father, I just put my hand up and say, yeah, Lord, I just I want to follow you afresh. I, I'm coming towards you, Jesus. I love you so much, Jesus. Would you come and invade my, my world in such a way that it would just propel my feet forward, my hands out, Father, would you just fill us up again to overflow? Come, Lord Jesus. So stand up now if you're saying, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you, Jesus. Stand up now if if you're saying, I want to follow you, Jesus. So Jesus is in the room right now and he's saying, do you want to follow me? Do you want to follow me? And so, in some ways, this is a question just a few people, but in some ways, it's a question to us all. Kind of should be all kind of standing up, shouldn't we? <laughs> so, here I am. <laughs> I'm standing up, and I'm saying, I want to follow you, Jesus. So, who's with me? Who's standing up? Who's saying, I want to follow you, Jesus? I want to follow you, Jesus. And there's a cost to this, right? And some of us have come into this space and we're really feeling the cost of that. We're feeling the tension of that. So Father, I pray that you would break off all fear in this room and you would come in your love and your grace and your mercy and break off all fear. Fear, you don't belong here because perfect love casts out all fear. And I speak to discouragement and I say, get out of here. Get out of here, discouragement. You don't belong here. Don't try and weigh people down in this space because your, your burden is light, Jesus, and you love for us to walk lightly. So, Father, I pray you just come right into our hearts and our heads right now and discouragement sweep away. Sweep away from this space. Sweep away. And I pray for those of us who are standing and genuinely feel I do not feel worthy of his love because, Rhoda, you don't know what I've done this week. You don't know who I am. Well, the amazing thing is that Jesus says that I love you 10 million times over and he knows exactly where you've been this week. He knows exactly. He loves you. He chooses you. He chooses you. So, Father, I just pray that you would give us a fresh revelation of your reservoir from heaven. Your reservoir from heaven that is just longs to continually fill us up. Continually fill us up. And, Father, that you would just ignite our hearts, ignite our dreams, Father, this week. Ignite our dreams so that we fall even more in love with you. Ignite signs and wonders around us, Father. Ignite that. Ignite that. And we don't have to do anything to make that happen because you are the one that makes things happen. So Father, I just pray you just cast off any feeling that we've got to try and strive and do and get and be at small group and do this and do that and sign off all this tick list because that's religion and that's not what Jesus wants. So we break off all that thinking, sweep it away now in Jesus' name and come bring your grace, bring your freedom, bring such freedom just to be who we are. So Jesus looks at each of us in this space and he says, I love you for who you are. I love you for who you are and not what you do. I love you for who you are and not what you do. So, yeah, Jesus, I just speak release over this room. Total release over this room. Total release. And wellness. And wellness. And also, for some of us, courage. Some of us know that we need to ha- be in more environments that bring us life. But actually, the enemy's holding us back from going into those environments. So I just, I just break off that, break off the assignment and the agenda of the enemy to keep us away from life-giving situations and we just pray courage into our hearts and boldness into our hearts just to go into situations that we know are going to bring us life. We're blessed to be a blessing and each person in this room is a blessing. Each person in this room is a blessing. So, Father, thank you so much for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. And I just pray that this afternoon would just be an amazing time for each of us, Father. That you would just come and bring us rest, Jesus. And that this bank holiday weekend is all about finding rest and peace in you. So we thank you so much for your rest. In Jesus' name, Amen.